Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Sister Span here tonight. 
and praise God and the whole family and, and uh, they they lead in our Bible quizzing as quiz masters and good to see them their children growing up and the family that is here today would you welcome them we're so glad all the way from Columbus they were here today for a beautiful wedding brother Michael and sister Caitlin had a wedding today it was certainly a beautiful ceremony and and anyhow we're glad they're here it's good to see uh Matt and Amber here tonight. So glad you're back at the house of God. They've been working and they're getting their schedules lined up where they can be in the church. I just love you two very, very much. So glad that you're here in the house of the Lord. I really am. Tonight, to understand that one thing that we all have in common. I heard someone say at one time that it really doesn't matter where we come from because we've all come from different places. We've all come from somewhere. It doesn't matter really where we come from. What matters is where we're going. Somebody say it matters where we're going. When you begin to look in Genesis chapter 1, you'll find that, that when he created the light, he actually spoke light into something that already existed. Darkness was already upon the face of the deep. He did not create darkness. Darkness was in its origin. It was already in its existence. Darkness was simply a place that is the absence of light. And so when God moved, as I preached last week about the moving of his spirit, where did the spirit of God move? It moved upon the face of the waters, but it moved in a place that was without form and void and darkness, everybody shout darkness, was upon the face of the deep, meaning that darkness preceded creation. Darkness has always been. But the reason that there was darkness is because light hadn't come into creation yet. But when the creator said, let there be light. Darkness couldn't stop it. Darkness could not hinder it. As a matter of fact, John 1 speaks of it in verse 1 when he said, In the beginning, in the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Somebody shout, Amen. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And life was the light of men. And the Bible says the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Can I tell you today that darkness is going to be a part of your life until the light begins to shine in your life. Praise God. I'm preaching to you that everything that God has ever done has always started in the darkness of your world. That's why every day began in the evening and then the morning were the first day. Then it says in the evening and the morning were the second day. All the way through to the seventh day, everything that God did started at nighttime. He said the light we call day. He said the darkness we will call night. I want to preach to you today that when we came to the Lord, we might have already seen sunshine. 
Maybe we've seen the brightness of the lesser light we call the moon, the stars that hang in the heavens. Yes, you stood beside campfires and the flame would begin to light the light around you. Your lighthouse can be lit up with incandescent light bulbs and now LED lights. But yet, you had all the light around you, but you were living in darkness. The reason you had darkness around in your life is because there was the absence of the light in your life. But aren't you glad one day when the, when the gospel was preached to you that the light came on in the midst of your darkness? The Bible says if the blind lead the blind, you will both fall into the ditch. You had people trying to parent you. You had people trying to educate you. You had friends trying to walk beside you, but the problem was they were in darkness the same way you were in darkness. But when the gospel came, when somebody that had come out of the world of sin, come out of the world of darkness, aren't you glad that one of those people that have been baptized in the light showed up in your world? They say, I know a better way. Come on, is there anybody in the building that says, I know a better way? We sing about it. It's very possible. It is very possible. It's the most famous song in Christianity. It says something like this. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. He said, I was blind, but now I see. You wondrous aimlessly in sin, but one day the light came on your dark world and you saw light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like preaching to somebody. God didn't leave you in the darkness. He sent the light to get you out of that mess. He showed you a way out and I'm preaching to you. There's a way out of gloom and doom. There's a way out of depression and fear. There's a way out of addiction and bondage. I come to tell you, Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. And he brings us life. Oh, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say everything he ever did started in the dark. Darkness isn't created. It's just already there. Isn't it amazing that when people walk away from the light, the Bible says they will even avoid the light because their deeds are evil. When the Bible makes reference to Jesus in John 1, the Bible says that John the Baptist was a witness of that light, but he was not that light. Jesus is that light. Can I stop here and tell you that before he ever created the sun, the moon, and the stars, which we understand is the light that allows us to see in the daytime, a lesser light. The moon, which is not a light, but it is the reflection of the sun. How many know the moon is the reflection of the sun? And then the stars in Genesis 1 and 14, those were created on the fourth day. So what in the world did he mean when darkness was upon the face of the deep? That the first thing he said was let there be light on day one. But there was no sun, there was no moon, and there was no stars. What was he creating in, 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 in the third verse when there was no sun, moon, and stars until the fourth day? On the first day, what was he creating? 
I'm going to tell you what he was creating. He was creating his glory. Amen. He was, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's what the Bible goes on to say in verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What I'm preaching to you is that before he ever created a mountain and a bluebird and a beautiful flower tree, before he ever created your dog and the cat, I'm going to tell you what he did create. He created his glory. Because somewhere in heaven we understand that there was a Lucifer. Oh, they call him the son of the morning. That's what they call him. We know him as Lucifer. They, 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 another verse calls him the prince and the power of the air. That there's some, something about this Lucifer that although he's a minister of darkness, he can transform himself into a minister of light. And, and, and he, he appears to be good, but yet his ways lead to the darkness of hell. And I come to tell you that what he created was, was the answer to when you go down the wrong road and your family goes down the wrong way and they go down the wrong path. They go down this place of darkness that's away from God. I come to tell you that there's no light in the devil. There is no glory in him. Do you believe what I'm preaching? Let me, let me just, just hang with me for a moment. I'm going to tell you, so many people that's never walked into the house of God, they've never truly been in the move of God. Their lives are miserable. They're downing their pills with alcohol, trying to find some type of answer over the emotions that seem so dark and void and, 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 and a mess. But I want you to hear me today that the devil wants to ruin your life and take you down a road of destruction and chaos. And that's why the Bible says in John 10, 10, for the thief has come to steal. He's come to kill and he's come to destroy. But Jesus said, but I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. You listen to this preacher, the light in Jesus Christ is the light that he created on the first day. It was the glory that when it starts shining in your life, it will absolutely destroy every bit of darkness that the devil has put in your world. I come to tell you, darkness has never put out the light, but light has always destroyed the darkness. I don't care where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the road that you went down that was dark and lonely and broken and busted. I come to tell you, just one ray of light from Jesus Christ can set you free from all of the curses and all the chaos and all of the confusion. Oh, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. It is amazing because when the light turns on, everybody shout when the light turns on, he starts making order out of chaos, Sister Cammie. Oh yeah, when the light comes on, he starts taking things that were empty and starts filling them up. When the light comes on, he starts taking a world that was without form. It was just... It's just a pile of lumber, if you will. It's just, it's just a whole bunch of stuff mixed up together. But there's nothing to it. There's no order. There's nothing. But when the light come on, he started bringing out of the muck of the sea. He started pulling, pulling out of there snow-capped mountains 
out of the muck in the darkness of a world that had no order. He started pulling out of the land landscapes of beautiful flowered fields. He started creating everything that we love and cherish today. When the light comes on, he starts bringing order out of chaos. He starts filling up where there's been emptiness. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to somebody here today. When the light comes on, he's going to cause happiness to come where there's been weariness. He's going to bring joy where there's been sorrow. He's going to bring dancing where there's been mourning. He's going to bring structure where there's been dysfunction. I come to tell you, when the light comes on, somebody shout when the light comes on. How many of you parents ever walk through your house in the dark? It's dangerous when you have little toddlers in your house. Maybe teenagers, I don't know. Sometimes. How many of you ever stubbed your toe in the dark? You know there's no pain like midnight pain. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any of you Lego parents know what I'm saying? When you step on Lego Batman, it's nothing like it. I'm going to tell you right now. I can't hardly see in the middle of the night anyhow, light or no light. I'm just blurry. Anybody, can I get a witness to somebody? You're blurry in the night? Oh, yeah, you, you wake up. Trying to get through. Forgot that you had moved the footstool of the rocking chair back into the bedroom. And I don't know, there's something about those toes when you hit them at midnight. I think they hurt worse at midnight than they do at noon. Can I get a witness from somebody? Everything's worse when you're half asleep. Isn't that the truth? Wonders and going through your house at midnight. You step on things in a way. It's amazing what happens to us when we try to walk in the dark. It's amazing how many people that live in this community that have so much pain in their world because they're trying to simply walk in the dark. They're wonders, wondering aimlessly as the song says through life with no lights on tripping over everything tripping over relationships should have never been entered into tripping over that's a, that's a street term isn't it tripping end up tripping on LSD tripping on fentanyl tripping on career choices that pay better but they don't satisfy just tripping through life and it's a one pain, one hurt after another. I don't know why I'm saying it, but you get into relationships because you entered into the relationship. It was a blind date, if you will. Didn't know anything about it, but you're just going through life because at midnight, there is no light. The only light, really, at a potential midnight is the moon where it's just enough light to see something but not enough to be clear enough to make good decisions. And I do believe that if we're not careful, we'll try to make decisions that are wrong in the midnight hour. And I come to preach to you if we're not careful, we'll end up in Egyptian bondage, which I call a dark place of midnight. Egypt they entered into seemingly good, but it turned sour. Why? Because it's not long until they have fallen into the ways of the Egyptians. They have fallen into the culture of the Egyptians. 
They look like them. They talk like them. They even worship what they worship. They're doing what Egyptians do until it's not long, until they're no longer living in the blessed place of Goshen. What are they receiving now? They're receiving whipped stripes on their back because now they are slaves in a place that they have blended into, conformed to. Now they're slaves. Now they're in bondage. Now they're afflicted. Now they're getting the leftovers. It's not what they thought it would be. Look at your neighbor and say, don't go to Egypt. Amen. Don't go to Egypt. It's, it's not what you think it's going to be. Abraham, if you go, if you if you take Sarai out of Egypt, they're gonna they're gonna try to take your bride. Don't go to Egypt. But he went to Egypt and got discouraged. He went to Egypt and started living in fear. I'm preaching to some people in this room right now that if you're not careful, you'll go to Egypt and it's not gonna be what you thought it would be. It's a place of loss, it's a place of bondage, it's a place of darkness. But when they got to Egypt, the night of Egypt couldn't have been any darker. Darker. As a matter of fact, one of the plagues of Egypt was darkness that come upon the land. How many know that? But when they were in Egypt, and it didn't look like the night could become any worse, the children of Israel said, I'm tired of the darkness. I'm tired of the bondage. I'm tired of living this way. So you know what? I'm going to call on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Lord, you said you have a land that flows with milk and honey. And I'm looking around and we have to have our babies in secret. We have to hide our children when they're born. They're killing our babies. Listen to me. Let me tell you what Egypt will always do to your family. It will, it will kill your babies. It will destroy their future because the enemy is scared to death. If you ever wake up to realize what can happen, if you realize who you are, I'm preaching to you right now. Man, I'm so moved by his spirit right now, Brother Nehemiah, because if they'll ever wake up and the midnight hour do what God called you to do, you know what you do at midnight? You start praying. And when you start praying, the midnight thing always starts turning around. Come on, somebody shout, you gotta pray at midnight. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you what I'm preaching. What do you do at your midnight hour? What do you do in the midst of darkness? You've gotta learn to pray. It doesn't matter if you're living right or living wrong. Start praying. It doesn't matter if you've done things the right way or the right, it just gotta start praying because when they called on God at midnight, he sent them a deliverer. He sent them a way out. Somebody shout glory. I want you to say there's a way out. There's a way out of midnight. There's a way out of Egypt. There's a way out of a dark hour. Look at your neighbor and say, he's preaching about a dark hour. How many of you in this room have ever had a dark hour in your life? Somebody say dark hour. And the Bible says that the Lord heard their cry. He said by the prayer of their affliction, he said, I heard them. Can I tell you that midnight was defined in an old ancient Roman Roman way many, many years ago. Midnight was described as the middle. Everybody say the middle of the night. One definition of midnight would just simply be the opposite of noon. Where the sun at noon is midday. It's, 
it's just right above your head. So midnight is 180 degrees where the sun is actually below you. It is, it is the opposite of high noon. It's the middle of the night. Meaning that you've been in night for a while. But it's dark and you're tired of the pain at midnight. I want you to hear me as I preach to you in the book of Acts. Is anybody stirred here this evening? I'm stirred to my core. I feel like somebody's about to come out of a dark hour. I really do. I feel like somebody's about to come out of, of, a, of a decade of chaos. Why not? The light's here. I'm not talking about the stage lights. I'm talking about Jesus is here. It, it doesn't make the devil mad to think that the devil can rule your life for, for a decade, maybe 20 years, and one moment in the altar, he has to run from you. 10 years of chaos and one moment of the light and everything he's ever done to you is shattered in one moment. I thought to myself, they told me, and I, I might have mentioned this last week, but they told me there was somebody not too long ago on the front row trying to curse me. They actually had some little feeling that's going, they were hissing and doing little snake signs and whoosh, whoosh, and they say, we're crazy. And they come in, they're sitting on the front row and, uh, and they had, had a little something going on and somebody said they were trying to cast a spell. I, several people saw it and, and uh, uh, you know, if I was the devil, I'd been so mad because I didn't even recognize it. I didn't even know they were here. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that all the years that the devil lied to you and one moment in the gospel, you can get that thing turned around. Years of chaos, years of confusion, years of no form of anything in your world, just dysfunction and confusion and disappointment. But one moment in an apostolic church and the light comes in and the darkness has to leave. Aren't you glad that one day the light of the glorious gospel shined unto you. Somebody shout the light. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 16, the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas, here they are, they are preaching the gospel in, in Macedonia. And somebody from the community comes up and they were possessed by a devil and they, she starts saying things that grieve, grieve the apostle Paul's spirit. He just turns around and he commands the devil. Bible says in verse 18, and this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Years of demonic possession. Years of influence in the entire community. Matter of fact, she was a soothsayer and the politicians were making money off of her of her business, years of demonic influence in a community. And a preacher walks in and in one prayer, she loses her business, she loses all of her power, she loses all of the darkness she's ever been a part of. They get mad at him. They throw him in jail, him and Silas in jail. They put them in to the prison. They made their feet fast in stocks. But Acts chapter 16 and verse 25 says, and at midnight, somebody shout at midnight, Paul and Silas gave up. If we're preachers, then why do we have to be persecuted? 
Why do we have to be thrown in prison? And at midnight, they didn't quit. They didn't stop. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. But at the middle of the night, you know what they realized? It's always worked. It's always made a difference. If it can work for the children of Israel, if God does things starting in the night, is it possible in this dark moment in my life that if we start praying, he's going to do a new thing? If I'll start praying, he's going to do something great right here? If God sent me to Macedonia, maybe he wanted it to start at midnight. I don't know. They've never had a church, but they're about to have a church because when the preacher understood, when God's going to create something, it always starts in darkness. So devil, you might create some darkness, but I know the one that's going to create a new day out of the dark hour. Something is coming out of this. Somebody shout something great is coming out of this. Look what it says. Read with me. It says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to pray at midnight. And they prayed, and then they started singing songs, praises unto God. And at midnight, and the prisoners heard them. People that had been in bondage for a long time started hearing the songs of freedom. They started hearing the songs of deliverance. I don't know what they were singing. It doesn't list it. But what I do know, they prayed and they praised. I want you to hold up two fingers. If you ever run into midnight moments, you just start praying and you start praising because God's going to fix the midnight hour. And at midnight, somebody shout at midnight. What happened? Look at the next verse. And at midnight, it says, and suddenly... There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. You see, there's something that happens when the church starts praying at midnight. When the church starts praising at midnight, I'm going to tell you what happens. It causes everybody in the vicinity around you to become delivered. And what Zanesville needs is not a church that just folds its arms, goes through the motions of Christianity. We call it religion. Oh, he needs somebody that's willing to pray at midnight. He needs somebody willing to jump up on your feet at midnight and shout, the Lord is good. Something's coming out of this chaos. Something's coming out of this confusion. Somebody shout, there's a breakthrough at midnight. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, you were designed for midnight. You were made for midnight. You see, there is always darkness, always darkness. But darkness just always disappears when the light shows up. It's actually darkness here, but the lights have covered it up and pushed it away. My, I feel the Lord. He said, I'm telling somebody right now, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And if there is a dark moment in your life, it's because he's about to create a new day in your life. Somebody shout, a new day is being created. And guess what? You have a church 
that has started right here in Macedonia because a dark hour come upon some preachers. But instead of quitting and giving up because of the midnight, they decided to start praying and start praising. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you don't have to feel good to praise God. You don't have to feel good to everything to be going right to worship him. What you've got to know is that the Lord is always good even when I'm in a midnight hour. I'm telling you, everybody in this room, you came out of a midnight hour and that's when he saved you. Everybody in this room, you were born in darkness until the gospel, the light of Jesus Christ was shined unto you. And the light set you free when you obeyed the gospel. Can you say amen? You were made. I want you to look at your neighbor and say you were made for midnight. We know how to deal with midnight. And the Bible says he brought them out of Egypt so he could take them into the promised land. So here's the verse in my text that I read to you. It says, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth, what? The praises of him who have called you out of, somebody shout darkness, into his marvelous light. Everybody in the room, you were in darkness until Jesus came. Would you jump to your feet and shout, he brought me out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. There's a bluegrass song we used to sing by Comba the Nehemiah. It says, I saw the light. I saw the light no more in darkness. No more in night. And when I'm preaching to you, it doesn't matter how many years the devil held you captive in the nighttime of confusion, in the nighttime of dysfunction, in the nighttime of addiction, in the nighttime of emptiness, in the nighttime of suicide. You hear this preacher, when the light comes, all of that stuff has to go because the light always pushes out the darkness. Would you clap your hands and praise him? I want everybody in the room to praise the Lord for just a moment. He brought me out to take me in. I want you to turn around and point at two or three people and say you were made for the midnight hour. We were designed for midnight moments. Who said because you came to the Lord, you're never gonna have a dark hour. You're never gonna have a bad moment. You're never gonna be frustrated in dealing with sickness or death or issues. He did not say that. But what he did say, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, the Lord's coming to your midnight moment. And when they prayed, something to happen if they would just show the clip. Darkness starts fading away. Can I tell somebody, don't give up on your marriage. It might be at midnight, but instead of giving up, you need to start praying and praising God. Because what seems to be lost in darkness is going to be found in the light. The pastor, I've done too much, I went too far, you don't understand. I understand that the way of darkness is the way of the enemy. But I also understand here right now is that if you would just begin to pray, begin to praise, everything in your midnight hour is going to change. 
Shackles are going to fall off. Somebody shout at midnight. Soldiers are going to be bound in your world when you begin to pray at midnight. Deliverance is coming because you pray. I'm going to tell somebody in this room, if you would begin to pray in your midnight hour, God is going to let those around you and your family that are bound, he's going to let them be set free because they saw you pray and praise at midnight. Lift your hands all over the room. Say, I'm going to get a hold of God in my midnight hour. this morning early this morning I went down to to wake Lakin up and I got down to a room and opened the door she sleeps in the, there's a room in our basement and uh, where her bedroom is now and there's no there are no windows there's no outside light we call it the ice box I don't know, it's probably five to six degrees for the Nehemiah cooler down there than it is upstairs. And uh, if you're not careful in that room, you can sleep for a long time because you don't know what time it is. Honey, you remember those evangelist quarters we stay at? You, you, you didn't know if it was noon or midnight. No light. When I opened the door, bright light right outside of a room and opened the door and Lakin hey Lakin I saw her go daddy because when you've been in darkness for a while light can be painful and sometimes when people come to church and the light turns on they're like seen them get up and go to the restroom. I've seen them get up, go out the car and smoke a cigarette because when the light comes on it starts revealing things and it's not easy to accept when the light, matter of fact when the light came on it blinded Paul. But out of the light always comes instruction and direction. And I feel a word for this room right now that you allow the light to speak to you. It's going to bring instruction. It's going to bring direction. But you can't stay in the darkness any longer. You've already been there. You know it doesn't produce anything but emptiness and confusion. Why go back to darkness when it always leads to regret? Tonight, I preach to you to call you out of darkness into not just light, but marvelous light. And that's why Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Because
because without the light, you can't see the way. There's a new way. I want you to turn to three people and tell them there's a new way for you. God in Jesus name you don't have to put another needle in your arm you don't have to put another pill in your mouth you don't have to connect with that person on Facebook again because the Lord's going to be your answer he's going to be your peace and he's going to be your strength you will have no need of the darkness because now you found the light anybody feel what I feel right now I feel hope for somebody He's bringing all suicidal thoughts are going to leave you. I'm telling you, things that's been haunting your mind, you've been trapped by thoughts, are going to be set free. The doors are going to unlock. Because at midnight, you pray. At midnight, you begin to praise. I want everybody's hands lifted to the Lord right now. It all starts in the dark. And in the middle of your dark hour, he said, I'm going to be the light to you. And I can't do anything until you start praying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pray, play that loop while they're praying. Because they're coming out of darkness. They're coming out of darkness. Hallelujah. Come on right now, I want you to be in the pray. God, I don't want to be in darkness anymore. Lord, I don't want to be in darkness. I don't want to be in darkness anymore. The light. It's going to pierce every chaotic thing in my world. Come on, maybe the doctor's report has brought a dark moment over your life, but I come to tell you, the light is on the way. When you start praying, the light's coming. Deliverance is coming. Freedom is coming. In Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Don't be confused by the dark moment. Just right now wants to make a covenant with God Lord I will not quit in the dark moment I'm not going to quit in my dark hour some of your emotions are numb you can't even feel feel what you used to feel but God is coming to set your emotions he's going to bring warmness to where you've been numb I'm telling you the Lord set your mind free but he needs you to pray first come on that's it in the room God I want my joy back I want my peace back I want strength back oh God hallelujah come on all over the room Lord I'm ready I'm ready to come out of darkness Jesus 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 go ahead brother room I want to talk to the Lord I'm saying because you came to change my life you thought I was worth keeping because you cleaned me up inside you thought I was to die for because you sacrificed your life so I can be free I can be all, I can tell everyone I know, you thought I was worth it. 
Because the Lord is going to bring light when there's been darkness. Hallelujah. 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.